Hey, all you cool Koopas and sexy shy guys, you are tuned in to the sounds of play on Canaan Rinse Radio.
Wednesday in Sound of Play, we bring you some of our and your favorite pieces from the many video game soundtracks we've enjoyed over the decades. My name is Ryan Heyman, and I am in the studio alone tonight, bringing you a bit of a theme show, actually. Uh, recently, in our show with, uh, with CJ Black, which was Sound of Play number 52, if you want to look that up, I had selected three songs that were all uh, kind of like jazzy, fun, brassy numbers, and decided to put a call out on Twitter for more kind of fun, jazzy video game songs. And the response was so overwhelming that I decided to just save those requests of mine for this episode and then fill out the rest of this episode with some of the great video game jazz that you suggested yourselves. So this is a mostly request special. I'll have my three requests and then uh, the six requests from the community all within the the jazz genre. So I hope you don't mind. It's a little bit less eclectic, maybe, although I think there you'll you'll find some uh, surprising diversity among these pieces. So it's just you and me tonight, just getting cozy with some smooth jazz. Uh, these tracks being sourced from Twitter, none of the requests come with any kind of like written correspondence that we usually like to read out during the tracks. So I'll do my best to <laughs> introduce it. But um, that first track there was Godot, The Fragrance of Dark Colored Coffee by Noriyuki Iwadare. And that is a remix of sorts of a song from Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trials and Tribulations. That is the third one in the series there. And this is a part of the Gyakuten Saivan Jazz Album. That is a jazz album following two orchestral albums of music from the Phoenix Wright series. Uh, we talked about the first Phoenix Wright game in Canonerman's issue number 205. Uh, we've not yet gone on to Phoenix Wright 2 or 3, but this is the theme of, uh, of Godot, or I, I called him Godot when I was reading it because he has like a robotic visor on his face, and uh, it just kind of felt right to pronounce it the way that you would pronounce a robot, but I, I guess Godot is probably uh, probably the correct way to pronounce it, although... Listeners of Sound of Play in the past will know that I am not a stickler for exactly correct pronunciations. And that was requested by my buddy Neil Piper, actually, who we occasionally hear some write-ins for on the main Canon Rinse podcast. Uh, but he's a friend of mine from college, and we still still keep in touch, still see each other every once in a while. We're both in the Seattle area. But this is a really nice track, and I think it, it plays into the original track which is kind of like jazzy and very mysterious already because Godot is this just really kind of unknowable figure in the courtroom. All of the prosecutors in the Phoenix Wright series have some level of of mystery behind them, some level of uh, of uh, just kind of like a separation from the rest of society almost. Like there's such these these strange figures. Uh, In the first two games the various prosecutors that we ran up against had all and have proven their worth in court, and have uh, have fought for years beforehand. But in Phoenix Wright 3, it's kind of interesting because uh, Godot introduces himself at the beginning of the game as somebody who is uh, kind of brand new to prosecuting. I guess he had still been acclaimed for, I guess, maybe showing promise in school or something. But as far as he said, like that was his first case that he was trying. So and so, you know, of course, the story becomes a little bit more complicated as we learn more about the character. But he's a very different prosecutor than any of the previous two. And he doesn't come across quite as abrasive as some of the, the previous ones. But he's 
uh, he has a kind of a quiet confidence about him. Um, he's not he's not rude. He's not aggressive necessarily. He's just kind of confident and cool. And I think that this particular track translates to jazz very well because he kind of translates to jazz very well, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. All right, let's move on to track two. This comes to us from Alex79UK from Twitter, who's requesting FBI Special Agent by Ryu Kinugasa, Takuya Kobayashi, and Hiromi Mizutani. And this is from Deadly Premonition, which we covered in Kanan Rinse issue number 93 a long time ago. This is a strange, strange, curious little game. Of course, I won't get too far into the game. If you want more discussion about the game, then go and hunt down that Kanan Rinse issue. But I, I think that some level of context is needed to understand what's going on here. Um, the story of the game is you play as Agent Morgan, who is a an FBI agent going into a small northwestern town in the United States to hunt down a serial killer of sorts who he believes is tied to a young girl ended up dead and due to some of the circumstances surrounding her death agent morgan believes that this might be the work of a serial killer uh, she has some red seeds in her mouth and uh, you know basically it's just kind of like as close as they can get to twin peaks without having to license the property but it's a very very strange game um I think it's most notable for just mechanically not really working that well. Like, it feels really bad to play. Like, it's not fun to move the character around. The driving is really finicky. There's a lot of just really kind of uh, awful mechanics that kind of bring down the experience. But at the same time, like, the writing is, I don't want to say top-notch, but it's consistently unpredictable and surprising and does a really good job of telling the story of its uh, of its mystery you know at points in this at various points in the story i suspected just about everybody in town of being the killer which i think is kind of the um is the mark of a good mystery story you know but everything about this game is very discordant everything is very like unsettlingly uh abnormal and i think the same goes for the soundtrack I, I, the most famous track from the game is a, a little piece called Life is Beautiful. Not remembering whether we featured it before or not on the show, but I'm, I'm sure it'll get brought up at some point. But it's a very like chipper, like, you know, guitar whistling tune. Um, and it's just so weird because it's like put over these like murder mystery scenes and really dark stuff that happens in this game but it just you know switches back and forth between moods so quickly <laughs> this piece is a little bit more kind of like upbeat kind of uh has a almost inner city vibe to it which i think speaks to the fact that uh, agent morgan is coming in from out of town and isn't really on small town time you know he's kind of uh, we meet him right at the very beginning of the game, talking on the phone, lighting a cigarette, driving his car, all of this stuff at the same time. And, uh, you know, it's just, he, he's a little bit more, he's got a little bit more going on. <laughs> this is a fun piece, and I hope you enjoy it. Track from uh, Alex79UK.
time now for my first pick of the show. This is Casino Night Act 2 by Sushi, originally composed by Masato Nakamura. And this is from Sonic Generations. Uh, the original track was in Sonic the Hedgehog 2, but I just love the reorchestration of this track for Sonic Generations. Uh, from what I understand, this version of the song was in the 3DS version of Sonic Generations, and then it was also brought into the uh, Casino Night-centric downloadable content for the consoles and PC. Now, I love Sonic Generations. I think that it holds up really well, and not just, you know, on reduced expectations Sonic standards. Like, I, I do genuinely enjoy this game. But this piece is so kind of, like, confident and swinging and fun and kind of leisurely in its pace. It, it has kind of like a Disneyland feel to it, and I might use that term a few times today. But it definitely has a certain kind of, like, swagger to it. So, my first pick of the evening, this is Casino Night Act 2 from Sonic Generations.
next track is a bit of a weird one. This is a, a, a swinging track. You know, this one's a little bit more kind of like up tempo and uh, and danceable, perhaps. Uh, this is Nightclub by Graham Norgate from Time Splitters 2. This is a request from Telepri. And we feature some Time Splitters music before. Uh, Darren Gargett kind of compared it to the Goldeneye soundtrack. But I'd say that this song is about as different from Goldeneye as you can possibly ever hope to get. And I think it speaks to the fact that Time Splitters uh, has a little bit more of a sense of humor about itself. Although that's not to say that Goldeneye didn't. I mean, it famously had its uh, its big head modes and its paintball modes and everything like that. But um, I think Time Splitters 2 had its uh, tongue in its cheek a little bit more than Goldeneye. I think it's a little bit unfortunate that the instruments in this piece sound a little bit more kind of like... Uh, synthesized midi like then um i i think this kind of composition will hold up better under with uh with real instruments but i think it's pretty close you know for the time period that they were recording in and um it, it definitely is a really fun song so let's kick it over to graham norgate for nightclub from time splitters 2 <laughs>
right, and this is my second request of the evening. This is World Bowser from Super Mario 3D World, composed by Mahito Yokoda, Toru Minagishi, Yasuaki Iwata, and Koji Kondo. And just like the title suggests, this takes place in the the world that Bowser kind of controls. Like it's set up like a uh, like a casino, like a really kind of gaudy like Las Vegas casino or like a circus or something like really bright lights, uh, neon colors and uh, lots of like golds and reds and greens and stuff all around. Almost feels something like uh, like Wario would own thinking about it. But this is kind of like a, a remix of, of one of Bowser's themes that we've heard throughout the game. But this, I, I really like this version because it's just really kind of like, I don't know, there's something kind of sleazy about it almost, like how it just really drags into that first note of the refrain there. It has a little bit of electronic influences, which is interesting, just to kind of like accent the edges more than anything. But the uh, I think the brass part really does take the lead and makes for a, a very memorable tune. So this is World Bowser from Super Mario 3D World. track is a request from Todinho, and I think it's a really nice change of pace. But you know, actually this song has a little bit of everything, like it's a very diverse track. This is Unfinished Business Under the Bridge by Michiru Yamane, Vincent Diamante, and Blaine McGurdy. And this is from Skullgirls, which was put out in 2012. It's a, uh, which is a really kind of like dynamic, uh, very kind of artist-driven, I would say. Um, like the art in this fighting game is is front and center this game has been very acclaimed since its time um a lot of of people who are in the fighting game community have uh, expressed a lot of this respect for this team and the work that they did in Skullgirls. and this particular song is the theme song of big band their first was it their first dlc character i'm not remembering it's one of the dlc characters anyways who i i just i love this character's design <laughs> The first male on the cast, um, but he's basically like this kind of like he, he strikes a very imposing silhouette, but kind of inhuman in a way. Like he's he's kind of like egg shaped almost. Um, he's he's got this big heavy trench coat on, and then like a like a old timey fedora, and you can't really see very much of the person underneath. But I guess we come to learn through his various attacks that either he has a bunch of like a jazz instruments on him or he's just kind of like a robot made up of jazz instruments which is a lot of fun 
and it makes for some really kind of like very cool move design and just like the way that he moves and attacks and he's always kind of like you know poking like trumpets and oboes and tubas and tiampanis and you know all these instruments out of his coat just makes him so much so unlike any other fighting game character I uh, love his design, just love kind of everything about him. And I think that this piece of music accompanies them very well. Uh, it starts off pretty slow and sedate, but it, it builds an energy pretty quickly. And it's just kind of a tour de force of all sorts of different types of jazz stylings. So this is Unfinished Business Under the Bridge from Skullgirls.
next, we have a request from uh, from Carl Moon, actually. I guess he's part of our community because he's uh, he's a podcast mate. But um, this is One Night in Neo Kobe City by the Konami Kukeha Club. And this is from Snatcher, which we covered in Canon Rinse 142. This is one of those early Hideo Kojima games, and it definitely kind of takes after Blade Runner in a lot of ways. Uh, it's very kind of like sci-fi noir and, uh, you know, to play into its noir roots, it has, as you would expect, a uh, kind of jazz-inspired soundtrack. This is a lot different than any of the other songs that we featured today because it has, uh, I say the backing track is very kind of like poppy 80s, almost. You know, it really gets across that feeling of the, like, neon noir really well. So let's throw on our PC engines for this 1988 track from Kojima. This is One Night in Neo Kobe City from Snatcher.
my final request for the evening. This is Pleasure Quarter by Kohei Tanaka from Gravity Rush, or Gravity Days, depending on which region you're in, which we covered in Canon Rinse issue 153. And this was the PS Vita exclusive until it was recently remastered and re-released on PS4. Uh, and this is just a really fun track. It has a very jazzy swing piano backing up its, uh, setting up its bass line. And then, and then it comes in with a violin in the main part, which is not something that uh, I would, I guess, typically expect from jazz. But this one definitely, uh, definitely keeps a good pace, is, is a very spirited number. And again, I would classify it as kind of like a Disneyland song. I guess that means something to me and maybe not anybody else in the world, but it's a fun kind of like walking around song. It's It's got a lot of like attitude and life to it. And uh, this is from the part of the game in which you move into the kind of like higher class portions of the city. And it underlies the very fun kind of like flying around the world mechanic that the game excels at. So without any further ado, Pleasure Quarter from Gravity Rush.
Guard, we've got one track left, but uh, do remember you can venture over to our forum at caneandrince.com forum or get in touch with us on Twitter at caneandrince. Whether you want to request tracks or just, uh, you know, give us a thumbs up or whatever, like we welcome all contributions. <laughs> uh, please do subscribe to Sound of Play and the Kane and Rinse podcast as well. If you have not checked that out already and leave us an iTunes review or rating, those do help us out a lot. I'd like to thank our community contributors for contributing those tracks today. Those were a very fun experiment in uh, just kind of off the top of your head, favorite jazz tracks from music. And so, you know, maybe we'll do something like this every once in a while. Who knows? Uh, But a final track today comes from Flabio, frequent requester to this show, who requests Mount Wario from Mario Kart 8, composed by Atsuko Asahi, Shiho Fuji, Ryo Nagamatsu, and Yasuaki Iwata. And this is another kind of like violin-led track, although there's a ton of instruments in this one, and it changes up quite a bit. This one's perhaps a little bit, um, you know, it kind of rides that border between jazz and, I don't, I don't even know what else I would classify it as, but it's a... Uh, it's very different than anything that we featured on the tracks on the uh, Sound of Play so far. And it's a very fun piece of music for a very fun course in Mario Kart, which features all of the racers just careening down this giant snowy mountain and encountering all sorts of different terrain obstacles and different sights and sounds and stuff from the track. And I think that this track does a really good job of like matching all those very diverse things that you come across on this course. And so, you know, kind of keep an ear open for uh, for the way that the track kind of fundamentally changes in character as it progresses. We'll cycle through a few iterations of this track that you would hear on the various portions of the, uh, of the course. So it will continually change up and build to its, uh, its stunning conclusion. So I hope you enjoy that. Thank you, Flabio, for that last one. And we will uh, see you all next week for perhaps a more normal sound of play again. All right, take it easy. (laughs) 